this guy, that guy, and this other guy in. We've seen that laser shot a few times already this year from Brock Petrick. He's got himself his Head up all the way. Head up, head up, head up. Take the look. And then you can hear the pink, the shooter's pink. The Area 51 Podcast. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Area 51 Hockey Podcast, week of August the 12th. I just want to alert all Canucks fans right off the bat that Marner is not coming to Vancouver, correct gents? Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. Like, the only hypothetical... The only possible hypothetical is if Brock Besser was going the other way with something, right? If it was a trade. That's oh, literally the trade, only yeah. way. It's not an offer sheet. That's not that's not happening at all. No, like they have the picks to do it, but they don't have the cap. They don't have the cap to do that. Like or, if they or the assets to like really get like to cripple in unless they want to really cripple us. Yeah. Well, that's just it, right? Like if you put out an offer sheet for him We'd have no pick for the next five years because we've already given one away to Miller. So we have Jimbo that's ideally a drafter, right? And now he has no first-round picks for the next five years? I don't see how that makes us better. Like, Marner's a great player and all, but he, I don't... Like, if, if you were to take the last five first-round picks, would you trade those for Marner? No. No. So why would you trade the next five, or you know, or the next four? You know, like I, I think it was just someone taking advantage of the summer and how Twitter is pretty quiet right now, and a Toronto. Guy well, and firing up two of the most rabid fan bases, right? Yeah, Toronto, like, Toronto and Vancouver. Vancouver. Like, he's like, let's go, and it just took off because everyone was bored. Is yeah. so yeah, this, yeah. This bored has... and crazy. This has a journalist who needs a paycheck during the month of August and needs to write an article, and he's like, "What will get views? What if Marner oh, you got hella hits on that? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like watching <laughs> it's like watching a, a fight in Surrey with a bunch of students that don't know how to fight. Yeah. Oh, the, okay, that fight was painful <laughs> to watch. <laughs> like, I was, I thought I was watching like a whole gang of Alexander Salmon just fight each other. Like it was. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it reminded me of that video of uh, Seven when he's when he's fighting that one guy. It, when someone did a tribute to it with the with the music of uh, uh, Brian Adams to the background of it. <laughs> oh yeah. The, yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, yeah, that so, was a world star moment for so, sure. So, like I said, I don't want to waste a lot of time on this topic because there's no way it's coming. But just let's say the trade route because. That is the only possible way. What would it actually take? You would have to start yeah. with Besser, and then what? Do you, what would yeah. you even? What would you be willing to add to get Marner? Well, I'm not. Uh, let's subtract to... willing and, yeah, and do like say, what would willing, it cost? I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not willing to do anything. But um, I will. This is this is just personally what um, I I think. Me and Sean did talk about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I think last night and. I I personally think it would cost Olevi, uh, Adam Gaudet, uh, Besser, and a first rounder. Oh, that's so much. Let's see. For me, I think it's more Besser, Gaudet, and a pair of first. Mm. 
Okay. Would probably Doesn't matter. Do. I like, I think it. they would want more than one first because if somebody goes the offer sheet route, right, they get four. Yeah. Well, and uh, someone else said to me, like, that's so, already that's, established. that's so uneven. I said, yeah, but that's that's how trading works. Like, when you're trading for a superstar player out of a out of a high market like that, it's it's basically yeah. you're just you're giving double for a player. Yeah. That's the thing with trades is it's not like it's not a weigh scale, right? Where you're like, no. okay, well this person's weight equals this person's weight, now it's a balanced trade, right? It's somebody's always going from a trading from a position of advantage and the other person's trying to even that out, right? Because they have to overpay because the person's not gonna trade just for the sake of trading, right? Toronto's not going to just give Marner away just because, you know, it's a fair trade. Right. Uh, like, if you jump to NBA, for example, like, the Anthony Davis trade, like, was that a fair trade? No. But New Orleans had the position of advantage. They could trade him to anywhere. And Lakers had to cough up for him, right? And exactly. it's the same with hockey. It's the same with hockey. Yeah. So, we all agree it's not happening. Let's move on. Yeah. I think the most exciting news, actually, in my opinion, for Canucks this week isn't even on the Canucks. It's Bobby Lou's number is being retired in Florida. I think that's pretty exciting. He's the first number out of Florida to actually get retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a that's a special like privilege and and like you you know that you because when did they come to the league two thousand. Think? Um, no, they came in '93. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Minnesota was 2000, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so '93 yeah. was the Panthers, and uh, but like to be, so that's coming up 26, 27 years that they've been in the league, and no mm-hmm. one's retired on their team, and now he gets to be the first number. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they've been kind of a relatively obscure franchise for the most part, but you think, like, they went to the finals, right? They've been to the finals before in 96, and they lost. Mm-hmm. None of those guys are retired. But Bobby Lou, um, by far and away, deserves this, uh, to be the first person in, in Florida Panthers history to have number retired. And then plus uh, a third of his career was in Vancouver. Well, and that's why, personally, I think Vancouver needs to do the same. Yeah. The cool part about that would be he would be only the 10th player in NHL history to have his number retired by multiple teams. So that's what I was going to yeah. say. That's what I was going to lead into here. Does Luongo have enough pedigree to deserve to get his number retired twice. I think so. Because I want to just I want I want to throw out the names of the nine other guys if that's okay with you. Because like yeah sure just sure. to get an appreciation. Yeah. Bobby Hall, Gordy Howe, Ray Bork, Screw Mark Messier, Patrick Wall, <laughs> Tim Horton, Red Kelly, Scott Niedermeyer, and then of course Wayne Gretzky League One. Those are the mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. If you threw the longest um, name onto that list, does it seem out of place? No, because his Twitter account should be retired 
like <laughs> in, the, in the Raptors. Twitter should also retire his numbers. Is that what you're yeah. saying? A triple, yeah, triple yeah, retire. Exactly. I agree with that one. To me, to me, he gave like his best years to Vancouver. He was here for eight. I think seven, eight seasons. I think it was eight. It's seven or eight. But I, I, if I had to put money on it, I would say eight. But I don't have the numbers in front of me. So he, he gave like, us the he played best his chance. To, to he win. gave us his peak years, and we came so close to winning. You know what? I think if Vancouver ended up winning that game, Game Seven, nobody's talking about this being a should he, should he not. It's yes. Because I and, saw on Twitter today, like people were saying, "Well, I don't know. He's he's screwed Vancouver with the whole cap thing. That that wasn't like that wasn't him. He's he's done. He's he's no. he can't play anymore." And they're like, oh, I don't like how he favors Florida and everything. Like, why wouldn't he favor, favor Florida? He's currently, like, he played for them just every... And I, I Man, take exception... That's a tough favor Florida. Right? Say that, <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> I barely got that out without saying flavor. Um, <laughs> flavor of flame. <laughs> But like I, I take exception when people say that he um, screwed Vancouver, and the, people point out two different examples. I've seen it on a, a lot today, especially uh, he demanded or asked for a trade to one other team. Okay, and then he retires without going on LTIR and going to Robida Island and and kind of just disappearing into the night. I have things to say about both of those. First off, Vancouver Canucks gave him that contract. Vancouver Canucks destroyed the relationship with him. Well, a coach, he wanted to a coach, go back a, home. A coach destroyed that relationship. Yeah, I'm sure. And I mean, to be honest, the fans weren't super great to him near the end either. No. And what does he do as a class act? He takes out a full-page spread in the province thanking the city of Vancouver after his retirement. Yeah. He clearly loves the city. He signed that deal with the full intent to stay here for the the um, the time that he um, was signed for. The only reason why he wanted out was because of how he was being treated. Yeah, it got pretty toxic. And because the relationship was destroyed. Whose fault is that? Vancouver Canucks. So uh, to me, to, to like point out those two examples, while you have Pavel Burry's number hanging from the rafters, is hypocrisy at its finest. So I'll play devil's just, advocate. I'll play devil's advocate here. We never did win the cup. Mm-hmm. The we sure, won but neither the, did Linden, exactly. Burry, the Sedins. He never did okay. get a Vesna. Aslan. Never yeah. did get the Vesna. He got one... Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. We got the President's Trophy in the year 2011 and 2012, correct? Correct. The 2012 year, how many games did he play? Because that's when he started splitting a lot of the time with Schneider, correct? Uh, no. Like... 2012, yeah. Like 2011-2012? He he played fifty five games, so that's not bad. Like, that's, that's not bad. Big bulk of it. But even but back then, that was generally a little less than what you saw. Like that's more of a today trend. But back in twenty eleven, you were seeing goalies more around the sixty sixty five starts. Correct. 
point yes, is... but I'll retort to you with the previous, like his entire tenure up to that point, he played 76, 73, 54, 68, 60, and then the 55. So like he averaged much like well over the 60 mark for his entire tenure with the Canucks up until that season. Yeah. I'm not necessarily yeah, but arguing. But he's, I'm just wanting to play devil's no. advocate. Yeah. Like, but we, we know like he's third on the all-time wins list for goalies. Yeah. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's the best goaltender in Canucks history, bar none. And people, I've, you know, people say like Kirk McLean. Kirk McLean's story: You're not in the same stratosphere as Luongo. No. You're not on. You're not third in the league for all-time winningest goaltenders. No. You're not. So, to me, you have a player of that caliber that gave his prime years to you. Even though you came up short, like. It's not he won the the Jennings, and he was nominated for tons of awards throughout his career um, with Vancouver. Um, a couple Presidents trophies, obviously the Cup run. To me, like he's he's a slam dunk candidate for. Well, and you know what's time. you know what's funny is he. Okay, so yeah, you guys are right. He played eight years with Vancouver, uh, eleven with uh, Florida. 572 games with Florida, 448 with Vancouver. Yeah. But he has over 120, or he has exactly 120 more wins with Vancouver than he did with Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he gave way us way more Yeah, than Florida did. Oh, sorry, that's game started. He had uh, 20, 20 more wins, 22 more wins. With Vancouver than Florida, but still, like that's still that's for, that's incredible. Yeah, for like three seasons or less of hockey. Yeah, exactly. And those were his. Those were man. Those were some good prime years. Oh, those were the best. Oh. Like, literally, it took the goaltending match of the century and Tim Thomas to stop it. Right, like mm-hmm. that, it, I I see him. I could see him getting his number retired. I could also see why people don't. But if I had a vote in it, I would definitely vote to retire his number in Vancouver. How many numbers watch are retired the, in Vancouver? Watch, watch the Islanders retire his jersey before Vancouver. <laughs> one, <laughs> one year in Vancouver. Those 24 20, games played, 24 man. Games, those 24 games in the Islanders. One, only a third of the games. So yeah. get this but, but, you know, but you know what's going to be funny is they're actually going to raise the banner in uh, Madison Square Gardens instead of Coliseum. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to former Rangers goaltender. So the Canucks yeah. have... Oh, hold on, Nick. We got to talk about that for one second. That w- yeah. what I'm referencing is is what Leonard, an embarrassment. Leonard got his his oh yes. his trophy, and um, it says the New York Rangers. Rangers. So you know, you talk about a guy that nobody cares about. The whole the NHL as a whole doesn't even care about this guy. They got him on the wrong team. Yeah, how embarrassing. Like it, if. Okay, if you're the NHL and your your job is to make sure, like your job is to engrave the trophies, right? Yeah. How many trophies are really, you know, like how hard is it to do your homework for like well, one second? Well, the thing is, most like, those trophies besides the Stanley Cup are one name, <laughs> right? Like at a time. Yeah. So it's not no, like you're yeah. a bunch. I, 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 I can see. 
I can see how this conversation went. They're like, so you got to put Rob, you got to put Robert Leonard on this trophy. And the guy goes, who does he play for? And they go, New York. He goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doesn't even know that there's a second New York team. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Islanders fans have been feeling forever now. Okay. We don't need to hurt them more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll get a backlash of Islanders fans on this. So, what I was going to say is the four numbers retired by the Canucks. Stan Smill, number 12, Trevor Linden, 16, Marcus Naslin, 19, and Pavel Bure, number 10. You know what's funny is Nick uh, Nick uh, pronounced Dan's name just like Stan pronounced Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> oh man. I don't know what I'm missing, but all good. <laughs> oh, because it's Stan Smeal, but Stan Smeal, when oh. he did the uh, announcement for the Pod Colson pick, you remember he had that slip yeah, of paper yeah, he right. crumpled he up and pulled out of his like, pocket? He's like, he's like <laughs> and, we, and we pick Pod Colson. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounded super rash, and I was like, we got him, we got Pod Colson. <laughs> I wish I was super old uh, so I could use that excuse. I couldn't pronounce a four-letter four you, word. You just can't read. No. But That's okay, I'll get corrected later. The point I was going to get at eventually here was I would see Luongo's number fitting in there perfectly. Like, it doesn't seem out Me of too. place. Well, I, wouldn't, I no. wouldn't put it in the middle. I'd probably put it on the end, like, you know, number one. Because then you'll have the Sedins oh, well, up there too, right? Yeah. yeah cause, okay. Cause this is what to... kind of drives me nuts with how they got it. I don't think they'll do it this retired year with Sedin. Well, I think they should do it this year. It's your fiftieth season. Why not? Yeah, that's true. I say if it's your fiftieth season, out, and I think with Longo retiring and the Sedin's being retired, if you're not gonna do it now on their fiftieth season, when are you? Exactly. Right? Like eventually, you're gonna what, wait till next I'm, year. Like, yeah, I'm not disgracing like any of their legacies, but t- as time goes on, it's gonna just start meaning slightly less that their numbers didn't get retired, right? So you have your big celebration 50th year. Why not do it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you think In about your it. Fifty like, years, he's your best they, goalie. The, here's my, my here's my comparison is other so. Uh, Henrik and Daniel retired, um, you know, before this last season. And then Luongo retires this year. Like, Aginla retired a few years, a couple of years ago, and they just retired him in Calgary. And he's the best flame, you know, that they've they've had. I see your point. And that's what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. it's, it's, Sometimes it's a couple of years. It's not like, boom, you oh, know, yeah. you're retired. Here's your jersey in the Raptors. No. So... Uh, like yeah i think mike our thought on that like if i can speak for both nick and i on this is that it's the 50th anniversary yeah so i I understand if you're going to expedite a process it's going to be more for the anniversary than it is for luongo you know could you could you imagine just like in 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 march we're like oh man buffalo and vancouver are going to make the playoffs and then, and then in May, we're like, oh, Vancouver and Buffalo are still in the playoffs. And then in June, we're like, oh, Vancouver and Buffalo are still in the playoffs. <laughs> in June? Oh, man. I wish. That would be Stanley Cup final, Buffalo and Vancouver. 
for the 50 year anniversaries, that would be that'd be pretty hype. Thing. Not gonna lie. I wonder what the scary. odds. I I honestly want to know what the odds are. Go to that. That's check the Vegas odds. Let yeah, that would be some. But they'd be low. They'd be very low. <laughs> I, I, very um, low. I, I bet one dollar, Bob. I say Vancouver yep. retires Luongo and the Sedins on opening night with the surprise announcement from Aquilini that you have to be there because they're going to give it to Bo right then and there. And that seven o'clock game won't start till like eight thirty because of the ceremonies. That's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's not going to happen because they've already said that they're retiring the jerseys in February. Yeah, just, they just, won't retire the jerseys all at the same time. Let, like they're not doing that. But. Let Let me push my story narrative about a late game, okay? Come sure. Okay, this is this is what I would like to see. Bring Luongo and Henrik Sedin to the season opener, along with all the former captains, and have them all wearing their like their jerseys as Canucks, and then have Henrik give Bo his new jersey with the C on it. But it's all like folded up in like a like in a present. He has to open up too, so like it's yeah. not just like boom, there it is. No, that's right. Like he comes with a folded jersey to yeah. center ice. Just like kind of how they did with Henrik Sedin, right? Yeah. They had, did this big unveiling thing. But bring Luongo because he was a captain. Agreed. Yeah, bring bring Luongo. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Bring Luongo. And, and like, just bring all of them. Bring all the captains, Curtin back, Linden, Nasland, everybody. Bring on. everybody. Pause, pause. Do you think Linden's coming back right now after just being gone for a year? I don't know. I would. I, I would bring him back. I think he will. He's he's an alumni. Yeah, you no, know, I, he's I, an I alumni I'm just, I'm just saying the relationship is, is a little raw. I don't think it's that bad. Maybe. I mean, they say amicably, but we all know that's not really true. But you know, I don't think he has to stick around for anything to say like, oh, uh, answer any interviews about why he left or anything like that. Like, Vancouver still loves London. Oh, I'm not. I'm not and the saying. and the the Canucks organization, if they have any hard feelings towards Linden, like they need to give their head a shake real quick. And I don't think Linden has hard feelings towards them either. Like there might be like one or two people in the, but he would do it for the fan. Oh yeah, like that's a fan thing. So one sec. But that's Florida, what I would like to see. Florida announced that they're going to retire Luongo's number in like February. No, I don't Vancouver, know. Man. No, Vancouver. Canucks did with Sedins. Yeah, the Sedins. Oh. The Longos is in like March. Okay, sorry. I got, that's why I was confused. I was like, wait, what? Okay, all good. But I think if you did Longos after Florida's, you know, like did it in like April or something near the end of the season, Just do it then Sedins still get to retire first, and Burroughs is already in the Ring of Honor. And then you bring Luongo in to kind of cap off the regular season. Does Kessler get his number retired? No. <laughs> okay, that's a debate for another podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time to rant on that. <laughs> I still have some open wounds from Kessler's <laughs> departure. I'm not ready for that. I heard the rage in wow, Sean's that voice. Wow, that was a, that was a sore <laughs> spot that you just hit. Holy what? Man. Well, no, look. We got our Sedins. 
We got Burroughs. We got Luongo. We just need Kessler from the 2011 group to be honored, and we're good, so. No. Well, okay, this is my thoughts no, on no, this. No, is, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'll, I'll go, like, even if he didn't hurt everybody's feelings. <laughs> and we still love Kessler. Cana- I'm a Canadian, and he hurt my feelings, and he didn't say sorry. Yeah, that's right. If he did hurt everybody's feelings, you know what? I still don't think he belongs there. The reasoning is, if you look at the teams that, like, if you look at 94 finals, for example, um... You, who's retired from that team, right? You have Linden and Bure, right? And then I'm going to say like the 2004 se- 2003 season, right? Because that was supposed to be a really deep run for us. We were a stack. We had Naslin from that era, right? Mm-hmm. And then from 2011, we'll have the Sedins, and I would love to see Luongo in there because that was the most dominant this team's ever been. So it can... And Sedins... Let's be honest, they kind of count as one, right? Like, you're not going to retire one Sedin. No. Just, yeah, just yeah. like so, you're not going to draft like, one Sedin, right? So. Yeah, you're going to draft That's both. right, yeah. Like, you got to get both. Man. Um, but Nick, I could what? see, like, from those teams having, like, two guys or three guys being worth it. A fourth? I can't see that. Well, that like, it, retiring Kessler, you might as well invite Jill Schneider to the ceremony. <laughs> okay. I, I want to move no, on from no. this subject. <laughs> Wait, but, but would Kessler be a Ring of Honor or no? Just a yes no, or no? No, I, nothing. No. I don't. I don't. his Ring of Honor. Okay. I don't, think, I don't think. I think Kessler will never. They, they won't. They won't do anything for him. Okay. Perfect. That's okay for another day. Here's, no, we said here's too much. My time. one last cent. This is my last one <laughs> cent. If, if Kessler. Well, okay to trade straight up him for Louis Erickson, and we put him on LTIR, and he never played a, another damn game. I'd put him in the Ring of Honor <laughs> <laughs> just because he he gave us a blessing getting rid of Louis. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Okay, so we've talked about just his contract, <laughs> Ryan Kessler con- in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> Okay, since we've been talking about great Canucks players, let's move on to the greatest Canuck we have on the team right now in Elias Pedersen and explain how he's falling or falling on the ice like a gazelle and why he hasn't been the backup to Markstrom. This no, year. no, a, a baby gazelle. He's like a baby gazelle oh, yeah. learning how to walk sometimes, man. So, like, there was this... And, you know, well, sometimes those corners are really short. Sh- well, I know, but... You, <laughs> I, I often thought, like... If you look back at the Sedins in their rookie season, they did the same thing. They were falling all yeah. over the place. And I thought, okay, he just needs to gain some strength and stuff like that. But then we stumbled upon this video. We did. Well, and we'll give a shout out right away to Daniel Wagner with Passa de Bullis and his article. Uh, this is where we're getting all this from is... Uh, it's titled, A Change in Skate Profile Can Make Elias Pettersson Even Harder to Handle Next Season. Which, and it's a great like, article. Absolutely go and read this. It's on Vancouver Courier. We'll link it. We'll link it in the Twitter. Yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it in the link. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put a link to it. But it explains um, how, why Pettersson's butterfly is the best so thing he ever. Had, he had a Detroit, <laughs> what, it was called what, a Detroit 2? Yeah, Detroit 2 profile, which is typically used 
for goaltenders or heavy defensive players. Defensive defensemen skating backwards often. Yeah. I don't think I saw Pedersen skate backwards last year once. Well, and he's certainly not. You can't describe him as a goaltender or heavy defenseman. So <laughs> I would have a better time um, believing he was a goalie than a heavy defenseman, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. he does go goalie, look out Markstrom, man. You know, if I just if I saw <laughs> better yeah, sitting, if Watch I saw next year he steals the Vesna vote from Markstrom. Exactly. What Vesna vote for Elias Pettersson next year? Maybe. <laughs> I was gonna say if I just saw a really small goalie on the bench next year, and it was Elias. Pedersen, I just would have assumed we had goalie injuries and we had to call up D. Pietro again, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, this was a very interesting article. The real question is, is if Mike Green had have known that Elias Pedersen was wearing goalie skates all year, would he have put <laughs> him in net instead of D. Pietro? <laughs> the better, oh, the, the real question is, who, which How many goals would he get as a goalie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the better question is which Canuck managed to prank Elias Pedersen the whole year in messing with his skates. What do you mean? Well, that's, what, like, that's a skate he's so that's, that's what he's used. That's insane. His whole career. I, like, I, can't, I know that's what the article says, but like, how? How? How has no one to come up to him? Like, he worked, he played in the NHL for a whole year. He's played in a men's league forever. He played as a kid. I don't think he ever played goalie or a defenseman at some point. Like, no. nobody picked this up what the if whole time. If you're, if you're the equipment manager and he's like, yeah, give me the Detroit 2 profile, and you're looking at him, and you're like, And it's got the right. initials on the back <laughs> of the skate? Like, that's, I'd rather believe it's a prank than this, because it's just mind-blowing that the kid's grown up his whole life with this type of profile, basically. Well, but that being said, if you're the equipment manager and you change something on a guy, oh, yeah, you get in huge trouble if he, that's what he's used to. Yeah. And, like, say you change it appropriately to what it should be, and Which he goes the out quad, there and he gets an injury quad. or something, boy, not good. So, so he, he tested, it said five to seven different profiles, and he chose, what was it, the quad something? Yeah, the quad zero. Quad zero, which is, if you read about it, it's used by elite skaters. So which, it was funny. a lot more fitting. <laughs> so, so to watch him cut corners in, in the boards there, with I was like, oh, that looks really nice. Like, he, he looks smooth, and his agility could be up next year. Maybe he stays on his 25% more of the time. That could be huge for him. <laughs> Yeah, and and maybe he'll dust some people with his acceleration from it. Like, what I should what I should do yeah. in these dark days of summer is watch every single Canucks game, count how many times he's fallen, and then this year count every time he's fallen, and we'll compare the two at the end of the year. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, but I would actually be it kind of be, interested be to cool. see that stat. Me yeah, too. me too. Well, and it has to be like where he loses an edge. Not where he's like, you know, just kind of falls. Oh, it's yeah. got to be like, no, he's like where he actually loses like, an edge. Yeah. He actually likes because like, that the happened corner. often. Yeah. It did happen in the no. corner, like say he was trying to dust a guy, like go, you know, say, um, cut, cut left and then cut right. It was, it would happen then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, speak. Okay, speaking of dusting a guy in the corner, 
Jordy Ben, like, are we going to, like, give that dude a new pair of ankles before training camp, or are we just going <laughs> to let him play with the broken ankles that Pedersen gave him for Christmas? Oh, we're, we're just gonna... <laughs> Oh, we're boy. Just... Dude, dude, trust me. He felt that for a few weeks after. I was watching I was watching some Hadden games after that happened, and I was yeah. like, holy man, Jordy, you, like, it looks like your ankle is legit sore. That's the number one reason he went to Vancouver, because Montreal offered him the same contract, and he's like, I can't get burned like that again. No, no. Well, he, like, like he... fell in the corner on his hands and knees, and Pedersen laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come back from that. Yeah. So, so Pedersen's like, well, now I'm just going to do it to you in practice, so no yeah, one sees. Exactly. And he's like, like, oh, that's way better, thank you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that every day. You'll see him coming, he'll just skate off. Jordy Ben's like, I'll take that every day over one YouTube video from the one game a year. Or two games games a year we play against you in the East. Yeah, exactly. So the only other real Canucks news that happened this week isn't really news. It's just that Brock Besser got a hat trick in the Beauty League today. I love the Beauty League. Just a little bit of something to push you through through the summer. They need to like stream that. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would love to. I'd love to like sit down and Dude, watch. Dude, there's some legit names movie. and like some good prospects or whatever in there. Like, I want to just watch a couple games, yeah. but I only ever see Twitter clips. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. I know. Like, unless you see somebody just get dangled, you really don't see a whole lot of yeah. anything from the, the beauty league. At least I don't. No. If somebody knows of a stream, give us a shout. Like, we want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Or else, the beauty league, if you're listening, there's people that are interested and want to watch it. So, so stream it live. Yeah. Uh, there was actually one thing that I, I wouldn't mind just uh, having just a small little chat about is uh, recently Spit and Chicklets, shout out to them, is uh, they had an interview with Crosby, uh, a sit down, and I thought it was very well done on how they, you know, they sat, they're, they're buddies with Crosby and they, they got him to open up. Uh, mm-hmm. about just kind of a little bit of everything. His play, who he's played with, what he likes, his superstitions of wearing the same cups since he's been a teenager. Yeah. Um, That's but I, I, Oh, man. <laughs> That's part That's of just, the manager, man. Oh, I don't get my anyways. same gym since high school. Like, come on, buddy. You oh. can afford it. Yeah, you can like afford a it. But it's a, super, it's a superstition it's a super... thing. Oh, and he's crazy superstitious. He is. I, like, I thought that was the best hockey podcast of all time. I thought it came exactly as advertised, if not better. Um, yeah. Well, I'm still excited to go down into the States uh, September long weekend and get some Pink Whitney. Oh, yeah. That's got to come to Canada fast, man. Like, oh, they, it's funny. Biz Nasty said he's like, the real market for this drink is in Canada. We know it. <laughs> Yeah, like the fact that it's being released in the states first is is backwards, completely backwards. (laughs) Yeah, it needs to be up here. It's gonna be funny if like a border guard is like, "What? What? What are you doing?" Uh, Yeah, I'm going down to get some pink Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, got six cases on the back. Let's go. Yeah, Uh, we need to haul you in. (laughs) I think that. I think that podcast is really interesting because like you said it's the most we've probably really heard of open up ever. oh he's always been very well tense. he's always been yeah 
And I think maybe that's what? just because, like, being the captain and everything, and, like, being Sidney Crosby, you're always having interviews, so you're always trying to be professional because you don't want to slip up and stuff like that. So, you know, podcasts in the summer relaxed. Like, he, he's always up. been private. That's the thing. Is It's not even, like, being Sidney Crosby and being in the media. He can handle that. He just, like, we've never he even He just wants heard... something to be his. You we've know, like, hockey's heard... for us. We've never even really heard if he's had confirmed had a girlfriend in his career. Like we kind of know yeah. he does, but we're not sure. Like it's never been a hundred percent confirmed. But like that's who he is. No one knows anything about him, and that's how he likes it. The fact, yeah. the little story, the story about his dog crapping in Mario Lemieux's house was gold. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> There were so many yeah, if you haven't heard it already, go listen to Spit and Check yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we it's... can reminisce on this po- in, that uh, like, interview forever, because it was so good, man. Yeah, you just gotta it was check good. Out yourselves. Between, uh, between the Crosby interview, the ongoing stories that Ryan Whitney has of Keith Yandel and his adventures, it, it's oh, absolutely worth a lesson to. Yeah. So, I'm just going to touch on a couple small things that happened across the the week here and then we'll probably wrap her up because it's there's not a lot going on right now uh waddell signing in carolina getting a multi-year extension i don't believe exact details have been released but i think that's a pretty good move i do find it odd that he went to interview for minnesota and then you stole my thunder because you stole my thunder because i'm gonna i was gonna say well now he knows all the ins and outs of minnesota and can literally just rob them like he did with uh with when he took Nita Ryder from them. Well, yes and no, because like they are clearly still looking for a GM, right? So there's no, you know, who knows who's going to come in there and what they're going to do, right? Who knows so, what Minnesota's going to do? Minnesota doesn't know what they're going to do. Well, that's just it. Like, is there a team in the league that could literally rebuild right now or try to make a run for it at the same time? Like, what, like... <laughs> They, they, you have, you're at a fork in the road. They're, they're the New York Rangers of three years ago. Yeah. I think it would be brilliant for them to try to sell off, but it'd be hard. I mean, I don't think the Rangers were that bad off, to be honest. Like, okay, what was the year they went to the Stanley Cup final against the Kings? Uh, 2013. 2014, because that was the year that Price got. Price and Kreider collision. So, yeah, that would be in 2014. Yeah. And then, like, they realized two years ago they had to rebuild. But I feel like the Rangers kind of were in the same situation as the Canucks did, where they could have started a year or two sooner, but ownership didn't really yeah. want to. I don't think they're that bad. Minnesota's, like, a whole different level of bad, as we touched on last week. Yeah, Minnesota is just... Uh... A big old pot of ugly. Like you don't really know what's going on there. Like they have good players for sure. Like they could make a playoff push, sure. But and they've got like prospects. They've got good prospects. But the problem is the contracts that they have on their veterans are brutal. And they just sign most of them. Well, I mean the Parise and Suter ones are from like oh, 2013, yeah. but um, I but, like. The Zuccarello, like, why would you sign Zuccarello when you already have such a big, you know? Yeah. Like, Zook's a great player, but that's not the guy you should target if you're in Minnesota's shoes. No. Yeah, you, 
Well, I mean, you know, lizards are green, so. There you go. <laughs> I think they're further away from a cup than they are the first first lottery pick, that's for sure. But I th- back I to think. getting to Carolina, everything Carolina's done this offseason has been pretty much gold. Like, yeah. they got that first round pick from Marlowe for a year. They got, um, crap, blanking on the name out of Vegas. Oh, oh. Uh, Gusev. Or no, sorry. No, they didn't Gusev. get Hala? Um, They got Hala, yeah. Hala, that's... Yeah, Eric Hala. Like, and yeah. they got... They and then to Dezingle. Offer, yeah, they got Dezingle. They matched Montreal's offer sheet on Aho for 8.5. Like, they've, they're just coming up smelling roses. And they, they had a wickedly strong draft. Yeah. To me, they were the oh. big winner coming out of the draft. Like, I loved picks. everything that they did. They have 12 picks next year. And and their AHL team won the Calder this year. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it doesn't hurt that they also made the Eastern Conference Finals. Exactly. (laughs) This team is just... I I just had an idea. We should fly to Carolina next year when the Canucks are playing them. We should figure out... We should should research that when that is. We should go to Carolina when the Canucks are there. I know what I'm doing. You know what game I would want to go to? Is they've got the Swamp Rabbits. And I want a Swamp Rabbits jersey. Well, you... I mean, it would go right alongside Dirt Squirrels. So, like, you know, Nick could could be Dirt Squirrels. (laughs) There you go. That's your jersey. He could be a Swamp Rabbit, and he could be a Dirt Squirrel. I need need a jersey like that before Beer League starts this year. Oh, man. Yes. We need to make you a Dirt Squirrel jersey. Absolutely. And you could be a Swamp Rabbit. That's a a new thing. It is. Yeah. Those Swamp Rabbits, man. I love those jerseys. I think... I think the funniest thing coming out of the Carolina side. So, did you see that um, the Hurricanes had their organ up for sale? They no, I didn't. Okay, so a couple weeks ago they, they had their what? The like an organ, like oh, like, to play music. <laughs> not not body parts that they're selling. Okay, so not not. They were selling their body parts to be able to pay out the auto contract this year. No, they were selling. They were selling. Sarah um, Kim's got to give up her organs. Yeah, no, they were selling a musical organ. So, and I, the funny part today, it was the number one thing on the Twitter post when they announced that he got signed to a multi-year extension was, I guess, Carolina managed to sell the organ. Because they were asking something like 12K for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so just everything goes right for Carolina. Yeah. It basically, because yeah. basically, it has to go to Aho or the GM now. So, because apparently they have no money, right? So. Um, but the okay, only other... one note before we move okay. on from Carolina sure. is. I found it really interesting that Dundon was so cool about other people or like his guys interviewing at other places. Like a lot of organizations snip that off really. Like if you look at the Rangers with Chris Jury, they've denied two in, uh, organizations from interviewing him for GM positions. He denied Buffalo and he denied Minnesota from interviewing um, Chris Jury. Uh, so I, I thought it was very interesting philosophy of, of Tom Dundon to a, his then acting GM with or without a contract to then interview with Minnesota. And I think it opens up a window for somebody to take Eric Tolsky. Yeah. And I think if you're, 
I, I in in a perfect world, I hope it's the Canucks. But I think if you're a team that's looking to really capitalize on uh, the um, the analytical side of the game, Eric Tulski is your guy. Like, look at what Carolina's done, and that is not by accident. No, if you Carolina can is... give Tulski more money than what he's currently being paid, and you know Dundon will just be like, "All right, okay, I'm blaming you for leaving that." Like, do you do what's best for you? You have to make a run at him. Sure. And you just have to. I agree. Um, one last thing I want to touch on before we wrap it up. Um, out of our rival team, the Calgary Flames, uh, Valley Malky sustained an off-season <laughs> ACL injury. Want to try that again, Nick? <laughs> what did I say? It's, okay, I'll just say it. It's Yuso Valimaki. What did I say? Um, I thought I said Valimaki. I don't know. It was, it was close. Are you guys just like messing with me now? No. No, I, it was bad. One thing is I've never been to a Japanese restaurant with you, and now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. This dude who's a defenseman in Calgary suffered an injury. And the only reason Can I, I want to mention it is because do you think for, former unsigned Canuck Ben Hutton could be a fit in there if this is an ACL injury that takes six to eight months to heal? Do you think Hutton could fill yeah. his role? I, yeah, it's, I do. It's a, it's a fate. They give him the money that he wants, and so I don't think it happens. If it's like two, two and a half, I could see it happening. But I don't like. I don't think he'll Ben Hutton that. at this point's not making four million. He needs to wake up and smell the roses. That's yeah. no way he's making four million. But I can't. So wait he's going to have to sign a two and a half. Sea. He's going to order some samishy rolls. <laughs> okay, gents, I want to get you guys out of here because I'm getting pissed off with you two. Anything you want to say? Uh, I I'm, I just want to say that uh, I can't wait to go for sushi with you. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Um, I don't really have much other than, like, we wanted Ben Steiner, of course, to be on, but we had some technical difficulties, so his interview will not be at the end of this podcast, but uh, hopefully we have him on really soon. Perfect. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. We'll see you all again next week. Until then, farewell. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Area 51 Hockey Podcast. Hope to see you all next week. Till then, farewell. <laughs>